Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily, and you didn't seem you didn't seem super confident about that one, bud. No, I I think I said podcast. Well, I said uh pod spot like fifteen times last week. Fair. Get off spot. Get off spot. Right. Oh my gosh, that was embarrassing. And in front of my friends, oh The worst. So embarrassing. You're like, who's this poser? Like, oh, she can't even see the name of her podcast. Yeah, maybe she in White Claws at ten a.m. Nobody noticed. <laughs> Man, I, I, I kept. I just forgot to bug Tia to pull that dash cam footage, but I want to see that because I don't. I just I can't imagine like living in a city where that's a thing. I can't either because it wasn't a thing when I lived there. Like, like, there were some party vehicles, like the pedal tap, like, it was a, kind of innocuous, mm-hmm. and there were school buses that were, they were tourist things. You could rent them out for your parties, but normally it would just be, like, there was, like, a, a Nash Trash tour that was, like, comedian, like, these two funny ladies, and they would take you to different places in Nashville, and they'd just be funny about it, and it was, like, an old pink uh, converted school bus or whatever, but the party industry has gone so next level, it's, it's, it seems like a public health hazard, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I lived in Germany for a little bit, and they've got open carry laws. Um, mm-hmm. So, open carry, that sounds like guns. Um, open container, there we go. Yeah, no, open carry is definitely guns. Um, But, like, open container is totally fine, and, like, and so for the most, but for the most part, like, you know, that's contained to, like, the walk plots. Um, or like if people just like want to like walk back, what the walk roots, the walk roots, the the walk plot. Is that German? Uh, is that a German word? Yeah, I mean, it's so like the. So say it in German accent. No, um, I, my German I accent is that. terrible. I, 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 don't. I respect. I respect it. I respect that. Uh, yeah, and I don't really speak more than a couple of words of German. Um, ja. 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 Um. Yeah, I'm bit a bit, or I'm bit bit a bit. Ich habe einen Schmetterling. Means I have Hello. a butterfly. Ah, Schmetterling. Ah, doof. Uh, anyways, so, but that that was for like festivals and like Christmas markets and stuff like that, and like so people just walk around like some like some glue vine or like a beer or whatever. It's like no big deal, but no one's getting smashed. It's just like we're all having a good time and hanging out at 10 a.m. Sure. on the back of. That, the thing is, that bothered me was that the bar was, it might have been at her waist or slightly above, but it was still not high enough that she would not have just been able to completely teeter-totter over. Right. All it takes is for, like, one rabbit to jump in front of the truck and they go, oh! It's like, weevils wobble, but they don't fall down, but that bitch would have directly in front of Tia's car, and we did not want that. But we (laughs) we were yelling, do it! As in... Just shotgun the drink. Shotgun it. Get back in the truck. I think you'll get better friends. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, that that sounds kind of magical and horrifying all at the same time. It's like some sort of like weird like if the purge happened. Oh my god. But without all the violence. Um, yeah. If people just purged themselves a little bit, I think that's called the Darwin Awards. Um. Yeah, I, I wish I would have no no ill will toward this woman, but her she needs better friends. <laughs> they, they should have been someone at least should have held her damn hat. So today we're going to talk about this new hat. diet. It's my new liquid cleanse diet, and you drink nothing but white clot. You know, I I think someone finally made me understand why I just don't like hard seltzers. Hard seltzers are really seeing a big dive right now because they, they taste bad. Because they're all malt. It's malt liquor. Yeah. But uh, there's this stuff called ranch water. And I know that ranch water is a cocktail. Okay. Um, it's it's a traditional cocktail with soda water, tequila, and lime juice. But there's this company that sells it. And it's, it's a hard seltzer made with agave instead of, like, beet sugar. So it's basically, like, it's a lot more like tequila and 
juice, lime juice, and then uh, they had some flavors like prickly pear, which was really good, and a spicy that was kind of like a spicy margarita just without sugar. They were really, really good. They're also like drinking a Coors Light, so part of me is like, why are you even drinking? Just drink, just drink a LaCroix, just not a LaCroix, just drink a sparkling water. <laughs> sure, sure. They probably have more flavor. Um, yeah. They actually, I mean, if there was a hard seltzer, I mean, just a regular seltzer that was like spicy like that, I would 100% drink it. That was delicious. I don't need, I don't need the alcohol part of that. Fair enough, fair enough. I, uh, mm-hmm. well, while we're talking alcohol, I discovered a new... At, 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 at nine in the morning, we're talking about alcohol, right. judging a woman drink. Well, I am, I am double fisting, um, but I'm double fisting coffee. So I've, I've made the same set of coffee beans, uh, two different ways. Um, anyhow. single fisting coffee in my sub pop mug. No, so The just... mug which says, not the best, but pretty good. <laughs> which is my motto, which is my motto in life. I was going to... I was going to start a band called Aggressively Mediocre. I'm sorry for eating. And then I was going to name our first record Not the Best, but Still Good. And then I saw the Sub Pop label. I'm like, well, I can't do that now, but I like it. So I, anyhow, I messed up and we had to restart. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. So anyhow, cocktails. Uh, ever so briefly, I discovered a new cocktail uh, recipe. It's one of those like just showed up in my my newsfeed on my phone and uh it's called a whiskey smash i'm sure it, this is probably gonna be one of those dumb things where like everybody else and, and their cousin have heard of it um but i hadn't heard of it and i tried making it myself and it's so good <laughs> i've heard of it but i've never investigated it passing its name on a menu what is it um it's kind of like a cross between a lemon sour and a mint julep, and it's somehow better than both combined. So you take bourbon, lemon juice, simple. So we've got whiskey sour. Goes in uh, to the shaker, but then you also add in um, some some lemon peel, which is standard, uh, which is a think Royal uh, Regal shake where you've got citrus in the shaker. So, so you put ex- that you put that in the shaker or as a garnish in the shaker. Lemon peel goes in the shaker. What happens is it hits against the ice. It expresses way more oil and it all gets mixed in. So instead of just doing a twist over the top, it's completely infused all the way through. But then the, and I, I've seen that technique in a handful of recipes. And I think it's really neat and I do it for coffee cocktails as well. But the next step, which I hadn't thought of is then you just put mint in the shaker as well. And it does the same thing. Nice. And so you give it a good shake, pour it over ice, and it's just this minty, lemony, bourbony, just so smooth, so crisp, so refreshing. And you try uh, adding a sprig of basil in there too. I do have a basil plant. Actually, I have two basil plants. I think basil in a cocktail is just for like one. Of, sometimes it's one of those like secret sauce sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think Thai basil in particular works really yes, well for that's that. What, that's what my um, sister-in-law has in her garden. I, I only have um, the boring, I don't know what it's called, basil. English basil, maybe? I have no idea. Um, so I get, it's whatever, probably whatever you'd find at the Kroger. Things probably where we got it in like a little potted section. Grab that and we just toss that in pizzas or whatever. Mm. But So good. Makes me want to get out and garden. It's probably too late to plant a lot of things, but yeah, it's too late to plant some things, but it's not probably not too late to plant anything. You could probably grow basil all year long inside. If you have like, um, just a simple grow light situation. Uh, yeah, we got a couple small grow lights, but that's for uh, succulents typically. Yeah, we have, um, we have one that's specifically for herbs and a little herb garden, but <clears throat> it, yeah. Fair enough. We just we haven't really used it. So that said, what's new with you? <laughs> what's new with me? I mean, you saw my guitar. I did. <laughs> it's uh oh my god. It's majestic. I keep, majestic is the word that Michelle and I would use. It is a Gatlinburg fever dream. 
I keep calling it a Gatlinburg fever dream. Actually, my friend Michelle and I recorded a little mini audio only episode that I haven't released. So I kind of do want to release it because it's pretty funny just hearing us describe the guitar, but it is, uh, ooh, it's something else, man, but it's not going to stay that way. I think it's going to be the most controversial thing I've ever done will be refinishing that guitar. RIP to a real one. And it's bananas to me how many people are like, keep it, keep it. <laughs> I'm like, you, if you wanted to keep it that badly, it was rotting in Carter Vintage for three years. You had three years to buy it. One of the most trafficked guitar shops in one of the most like popular cities for just going for the sole purpose of buying a guitar. Like, I can't imagine how many thousands of people have seen that guitar and thought, Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're like, quick, Cuddy, take a picture of me with this. This is good. We're going to laugh about this for for at least a day and a half. I mean, the Um, price is, the price is completely that it has a B vendor because like I got it for round about what it would cost to have one installed in a guitar. (laughs) Like, like the, like if I, if I, if I went to Parsons B vendor, the string vendor website, and just ordered one. Mm-hmm. It's about the same. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm happy with my purchase. I think it's a really great sounding guitar and um I'm I'm just I have no regrets. Like the day the day I bought it, I was just like sitting there in Michelle's house just like kind of going between I just did that and I can't believe I just did that. Like I was, it was just like going between like just complete like Zen, like, yes, I have this cool guitar. Right. What the hell did I just do? Like there was no in between. It was such a roller coaster of emotions. That's how I'd like to imagine Jack Black felt when he started Tenacious D. What did I just do? I just did that. No, I think he was just like, I just did that the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Bless that, bless that man. Um, National treasure. I just love my, I love that his, in his own mind, even his magnum opus, his, his Citizen Kane is School of Rock. And it's because he convinced kids to pick up instruments and he completely changed the way people teach kids how to play music. Because Mm -hmm. even before School of Rock, like when I was learning guitar, at first, it was still very, very stuffy. Like, it was still, like, learn these classical songs, learn this classical pose. It was very much... You got the footrest. Yeah, it, it was very much um, what, like, you would expect if, if you wanted to go to Juilliard. But then, I think they... After School of Rock, it was it really changed. There was like a and there wasn't a school an official School of Rock because those do exist. Um, something similar opened in the town in a town close to mine. A guy just like I just want to teach kids to play the riffs they want to learn how to play. I also yep. want to teach them classic rock riffs. Like obviously we're gonna teach you how to play like Jimi Hendrix songs. We're gonna well you know the best kids can play Jimi Hendrix songs and sure. Black Sabbath. But you know if a kid wants to learn how to play a Taylor Swift song, if a kid wants to learn how to play um, a Blink One Eighty Two song, if that's what gets kids playing music, I'm gonna teach them how to play it. And then he would assemble bands. So um, like he'd have obviously kids would come and learn how to play drums from him. They take vocal lessons, guitar, bass. He'd assemble the bands. And then they'd have like actual instead of the recitals being like, here's Emily playing her, you know, this little classical piece by herself. It would be, here's this group that's practiced together twice and they're playing, you know, Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Sure. Actually, you can see, you can see TH Emily playing that on YouTube somewhere. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, I I think the added benefit to that as well is not only like, are the kids going to be super into it, but parents who were like, listening to their kid play music that was popular when they were a kid. Yeah. I think uh, they get a lot more into it too. Yeah. I think there's definitely more of that. Like, Oh, that's my kid. That's pretty cool. It's bonding. It's, it's like a bonding thing too, you know? Yep. And like my mom and I both listen to a lot of Elvis Costello together. So if I'm playing Elvis Costello songs and that's, that's cool for both of us, you know, just finding those things that you and, and your kids can have in common because 
right. I think music does that. I think I think that if you really embrace your kid loving the music, like if you just let your kid love whatever music they love, eventually they're going to be like, oh, I love um, Olivia Rodrigo. What did she, what inspired Olivia Rodrigo? Paramore. What, right. And what inspired Paramore? <laughs> right. So then it becomes this, it becomes a greater appreciation. So if you're, Honestly, if your kid likes Olivia Rodrigo, you're you might be at the age where you were into Paramore when you were yep. young. Or no. if not into Paramore, into Liz Fair or something. And it, you might be able to get that sort of like connection. Like uh, my right. mom my mom I liked um you know, the Donnas and stuff, and then my mom played me Veruca Salt. You know? It's cool. Right, right. And I, and I bought, in similar fashion, I bought with my dad over the songs I was learning how to play. And uh, as a mediocre guitar player, um, I was grateful that he was just a Nirvana fan. Um, mm-hmm. Made my life a lot easier. Hey, Dad, look, I can play uh, About a Girl. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, like, yeah. It's two chords. Two chords. There we go. I know, but when you like <laughs> when you when you start with zero chords. Right, right. <laughs> that's a big deal. That's something to celebrate, you know? I agree. Well, yeah. anyways, um, hats off to Jack Black or the whatever the salute is that he does. Love Jack Black, our true king. We don't deserve Jack Black, man. No, I love oh God. I think outside of School of Rock is obviously that whole thing is my favorite. Uh, my, I think one of my favorite Jack Black scenes in a movie is in Orange County when he jumps in to save um, Colin Hanks' character in the pool. Before jumping into the pool, he takes off his socks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, he's like, hold on, he just takes off his socks. I, I think yeah, he yeah. ad libbed that. I'm like, that's yeah, great. Yeah. No, I love I, that. No, my favorite, I still got to say though, Naturally Ray's got to be my favorite Jack Black film. I, I can't Talk justify it. it. I can't Talk justify it. Jack- it's just, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's, it's a church kid. And, I think for me growing up as a church kid, it was like that. I haven't seen it. Okay. You need to watch it. Recommend. Okay. Uh, but it's just like, it's this really interesting balance between like, this is the church, but then like the church is also removed from society. And like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I know that's not the main goal of the movie, but they definitely touch on that quite a bit. It's just like an ongoing motif of as they explore that. Mm-hmm. So neat um, as a kid, <laughs> but also just some of the scenes are just outlandishly funny. And for no, like, for absolutely no reason. It's just like, that's absurd. I'm laughing now. I don't understand it. It's absurd. Uh, <laughs> I, I think like a better executed, um, like in kind of like the, the style, I think it was like more of a better executed Napoleon Dynamite in terms of that, like, this is absurd, but this is funny. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you that there's got to be a better executed Napoleon Dynamite out there. I don't even care if people send me hate mail I remember seeing Napoleon Dynamite when it came out, and I remember thinking, because I had seen it, by the time I saw it, it had already gotten, it was already being built up. Like, yep. it wasn't, like, to its maximum point of build up yet, but it was starting. Um, I saw it was it, past like, the threshold of uh, indie. I was like, there was some funny stuff in there, but... I think I remember watching, like, wait, the movie's over. I don't understand, like, what the plot resolution was. Um, I think it was just be yourself. I think that was the message, and that's a beautiful message, but... Sure. It was super strange, super funny. I I, I still have it, actually. Like, I think it it might be... Honestly, it might be funnier to me now as an adult, but I think, like, as, like, a teenager, I was like, that was a fine movie. That was fine. And then people just wouldn't stop quoting it. It just ruined it for me. Like any any semblance of like, I enjoyed that was destroyed by people just being obnoxious. <laughs> I can't uh, think of many movies like, or even TV shows. I thought pe- I think people who like quote The Office religiously are less obnoxious than people who quoted Napoleon Dynamite religiously. Um, alrighty. Well, then I'll probably just keep the fact that I had a vote for Pedro shirt growing up uh, to myself. 
The shirts, I didn't care about it, but it was like, <laughs> maybe people go, gosh! The porn! Yeah. Give me some tots! Yeah, give me your tots! Gross! Give Dan Quesadilla or whatever. <laughs> Make yourself your own Dan Quesadilla. Come eat you fat lord! That actually, I like I liked the scenes with the llama. <laughs> Tina! <laughs> I liked the scenes with the llama. I thought the llama was the llama was a great break scene, and the I llama think was Uncle great. Rico was. I like Uncle Rico is my favorite. Uncle Rico is somehow the most dynamic character in the movie. Yeah, by a lot. Which is strange, but I also think that maybe not growing up around Mormons maybe affected my ability to like understand some of the things. No, there's no Mormon characters in that movie, but it's my understanding that's kind of like a Mormon aesthetic. I might have never picked that. up on that, so I don't know. I think it just like I don't know. I got that. Vi- I get that vibe as an adult after having been around more Mormons, but or understanding it more. I don't know. Now, I, now I feel like a dick. <laughs> I, I just don't – I don't know where you're going with that. I really don't understand. Oh, man. Do you want to know what the last thing I Googled was? No. Do you- <laughs> is surround sound capitalized? <laughs> I had to do that for an article. It's, it's like is surround sound always capitalized. It's never Mormon. Oh. Yeah, it's not a Mormon movie, but it's safe to assume Napoleon is a Mormon. Okay. I've never considered that. That's interesting. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite examines Mormon struggles with embodiment. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Layers. Onions. 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 Suddenly, a, a movie with no plot is more complex than I ever realized. Um, no, I mean, imbo- embodiment... Yeah, that's not far from, like, kind of how I felt about it. Cool. I'm going to need to... Think about that for a while? I'm going to just later tonight get a six-pack and sit down and watch it um, (laughs) in a notepad. Six-pack and a notepad. Maybe read an article. Maybe just Google and read one of of the articles about it. That'd be too easy. Anyways, um, oh my gosh! Sorry. Thank you for our listeners for listening to this uh, music-related podcast. Sorry, did you hear about? Did you watch that um, that docu series on Netflix called "Murder Among the Mormons"? No. Oh my god! One, it was so good, but two, it was it seems to have been directed about this uh, by the same guy who directed Napoleon Dynamite. What does he have against Mormons? I just assume he is one. I feel like the people who the people who are most like it's like any religion, the people who are most like critical of it used to be it and grew up in it and are now like, I don't like that anymore. The director hmm. of Napoleon Dynamite made a movie about a Mormon murderer. That is But also That's... Murderer Among the Mormons is not really anti Mormon at all. It's well, very, it's very good. I like Gerard. Well, I, I guess you could say things voice. are getting pretty serious then. Also, can I just thank Lance Giles from Dogman Devices for giving me so many stickers? Stickers! 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 Thanks, Lance. Yeah. After we filmed the episode with um, Tia and Jason at, um, at, at, sorry, hold on. At um, Fanny's, um, we went to Eastside Music Supply and just happened at Philip Carter, Lance Giles, Mike from Native Audio, and the fellows who are repping um, uh, Red Panda were all there. And so is so is Taylor, who works at Eastside Music, so that's less exciting. But I just wanted to shout out, hey, Taylor. She's a cool, she's a cool lady. Make, I, I do wish I had gone despite how sparse the NAM floor looked. I mean, that looked embarrassingly sparse, but mm. I, uh, yeah, but it's never really about like for, I mean, like Ryan Burke was only there one day. He filmed a bunch of guitars and then he went to a bunch of guitar shops the next day. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, it, makes, it, was, it, it was about the parties. Like, the, the parties, like, nobody went to, to the floor who normally would just walk. Like, Zach from Mythos didn't go. AWOL didn't go. Grant and Karen didn't go from Big Ear. Right. Um, Kevin Equist didn't go. Scott from Stringjoy didn't go. Um, but I'm assuming they were present at after party type events. I didn't, I'm really sad I didn't see Scott. I didn't see Scott. Aww. I saw most of the other people. Um, yeah. Gibson, I don't know if they'll ever show at Summer Nam again. They have a showroom two blocks away. Right. I'm sure yep. they'll always have some sort of presence, but I don't think they'll actually, like, haul their guitars over. It doesn't make any sense. Because they can do their own panels there. They have a little stage. They can do their own performances. Apparently, yep. one of the Friday night, no, Thursday night, um, Striking Matches performed for uh, some dealers at the Gibson showroom. Our yeah, I did see Sarah. something about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Hailstorm. That was really good, man. I bet. I've, I've never seen Lizzie Hale live. I think I love her. No, she's great. She did a uh, she did a song or two at uh, Winter Nam 2020, the the Gibson party, and that was pretty cool. Uh, very aggressive in like the most wholesome way. She's it's very uh, aggressive is one word. I would say athletic. I think everything about her performance was athletic from her playing to her singing. Cause I don't know how you sing like that for more than a few minutes. It's so full throated, but not in an operatic kind of way. It's like, right. how do you always have that growl? Yep. How? It was it was some really amazing. Like, oh man, my she's my hero. Like, damn, that was really cool. I, I love that kind of music. I just never listened to it. Like, that's such a fun kind of music to see live too. And, yeah. And then I remembered how weird Nashville crowds can be. It's like everyone at the front was like so into it. Then everyone and I was farther back because I had a knee injury and I needed to like lean against something. You weren't getting but, into the mosh pit or anything. Oh god, no. But um. Uh, my my friend and I'm like, can we just kind of go to the back? I like to kind of lean against the back wall, and there are always already a bunch of people kind of leaning. So my yep. friend's tall, my friend Matt was tall, and he uh, he just you know kind of stands next to me, and this couple who they're shorter people, which is you know fine. They tap him on the shoulder, they're like, "What are you doing, man?" And I look around, I'm like, "You intentionally went to the very back of the venue. Like, I'm sorry, he's tall, but like." He would let you stand in front. They weren't leaning on the wall or anything. They were just kind of toward the back. It's just kind mm -hmm. of like, I, I forget about that aspect of like live music that yep. like, I, I feel bad for people who are not tall. And I feel people who feel kind of for people who are tall because they know everybody hates them at shows. They right. know everybody does, but they can't help it. They want to be like, they want to see the show also. Mm. Mm -hmm. But like, I, you know, maybe you should move if, like maybe you shouldn't just maybe you should just accept that if you're going to stand at the back of the venue, you're not going to be able to see very well because you've chosen to stand back there. Right. As I think there that's were plenty fair. of spots. In, there were plenty of spots in the middle of the venue still when we got there. Yeah, but that's that's not where the cool kids stand. <laughs> no, the cool kids stand at the front. I agree because that's yeah. usually where I am at shows. Yeah. Pressed up against the rails with like 300 people behind me pushing forward trying to break my spleen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Should we do sponsors? Sponsors! Sponsors! This, this week's episode of the Get Offset Spot. <laughs> I said it again. <laughs> Let's try this again. Sponsors! Sponsors! This week's episode of the Get Offset Podcast is sponsored by Caroline Guitar Company. Their newest pedal, the Blues, started as a joke and it became real. Like many of their pedals, pick up your uh, a limited, I assume limited edition of the Blues today. Um, I have one in green. I think they're blue now. It's just, it sounds like it's a good, it's a good sounding pedal. I got, I have a demo of it up, so please check that out. Uh, another pedal I really like of theirs is the Icarus. It's preamp, and uh, but my favorite is probably the Hawaiian pizza. It's a fuzz. It's a fuzz. 
that can go full gated fuzz, but also is really, really nice and probably underutilized lower gain sounds please check out their pedals. And if you want to support the podcast in your own way, please like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever, subscribe on Spotify, etc. Check us out on Patreon. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash offset. And uh, we have some really cool Patreon tiers there, including access to an exclusive Discord server. That's uh, a lot of fun. And we it is a lot of fun. Of that. Yeah. Not going to lie. Like I've had such a busy week with my day job uh, and I've been trying to get up and go to the gym like three or four days a week I'm before work. I can go to the gym because I'm in pain. Mm. Yeah. No, that's what I was doing at the beginning of the episode. It's like, I didn't go to the gym this morning. I got to get my heart rate up. Um, so no, I like, just like day, the grind Monday through Friday. And one of the first things I do when I get out of bed, like, I don't know if this is healthy or not, but like I just open up my phone and the first thing I open up is discord and just like scroll through, read all the messages that I missed from the East coast. Cause they're all up. Things. They're all three hours ahead and they've all been messaging and catching up. And I'm like, guys, I missed you. Um, yeah. So I'll check that. Um, just as part of my wake up routine, like that cup of coffee. It's part of my wake up routine. It's one of the le- less toxic parts of my wake up routine. Uh, Checking yeah, Twitter is probably one of the more toxic parts. Um, I don't, Checked Twitter hardly Good. ever. I Good took for Facebook, you. I took Facebook off of my phone and I log into that once or twice a week now. Um, oh. <laughs> I saw the thread in the gear slum. And I'm like, oh, wait, I want to respond to this. But it's been four days since the last person commented. I'm, I'm responding anyways. <laughs> um, uh, and then Instagram. Um, I'm not checking very just like I, I check in to like scroll like the first couple of posts and then I've got a couple of close friends reels that I watch through and that's mm. about it. Which is to say if you want Andrew's attention, you need to join at the five dollar level or above. Guaranteed to respond. Um outside of that it's it's hit and miss with me. It's a crap shoot. It's a crap shoot. shoot. Oh gosh. I still can't believe that I Use the wrong microphone at the beginning of the episode. Dude, it's been it's been a week. A morning. Oh, it's been a week. That's true. That's very it, true. it's been a week. I, yeah. So. Kind of yeah. sucks being busy. All the time. Being busy does suck. Which, but that said, I, I get to go with work sometimes. Yeah, um, that's nice for team bonding, and team, they pay for it. Team bonding. Um, I. I don't know. I'm just, I've been, I've been kind of busy. It'll, it'll, it'll clear up a little bit coming up, but, um, I mean, I have a gig coming up on August 7th at the Blue Moon Tavern with the band yep. Jerf. I'm pretty excited. I'm playing bass. Nice. I don't actually know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I'm doing that. Um, I might Somewhat, be playing another uh, show. Tom Kelly was saying that you should wear, uh, Mm-mm. That I, I should track down a, a splasher shirt for you to work for why? that gig. I why? don't know. Why? Tom, why? I, I, I don't remember, but I think he suggested it. Tom, maybe, why? Maybe it was fish related. What? Jerf? No. What does Jerf got to do with fish? What's it was like several days ago in the chat. Um, that does remind me though. I... Uh, <laughs> my my buddy who who made that design, that's um, it's a it's a long story. He he he's like, hey dude, can I sell it through Fox Row? I'm like, maybe. So maybe. Uh, if you'd like if you'd like the shirt, let me know, um, and I'll maybe you'll convince me to put it in the shop. Maybe. Not even wearing right now. This is terrible promo. You're uh, wearing a different friend's shirt. I am wearing a different friend's shirt. It's another. I specifically I'm picked wearing it a out. French. Fringe shirt, not a friend's shirt. I, I, I was looking fringe. through my uh, shirt drawer this morning. And I was like, you know what? I want to wear a shirt from someone that like I was sad about not getting to see at Nam. Oh, so I picked this one. <sighs> I know it's the pity party. So uh, COVID's back in full swing, and you've got a lot going on. I've also had a lot going on. I I guess the question that I think topics wise would be relevant is 
Holy heckin', what does it look like to uh, self-care in this post-pandemic music world? In terms of balance, overload, everything's happening all at once. Why are you asking me? I'm bad at it. Because <laughs> I'm also bad at it. I cried. I've cried the past two days. Why are you asking me? Uh, I, I can't say I've cried the last couple of days, but I, I can say that I'm trying to fight the whole, like, I'm just going to quit everything and hide in a hole. I'm going to get home from work and do nothing. Like, I know that's not the right answer. I but. cried because I couldn't pick my aunt up from the airport because I'm recording this instead. How'd that make you feel? Honored. And a little guilted. No, I feel guilty. You should feel <laughs> fine. It's just the airport. And then I cried and then like I, I was done crying, but then I got the hiccups and I was really embarrassed. <laughs> I was like in front of people, like my brother and my mom. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. and I'm like just like a couple of tears and then I get the hiccups. I'm like, what? <laughs> like nice. why is my diaphragm spasming? It was awful. I'm like, I only do this twice a year now. I uh no, I, I only get the hiccups literally only if I'm eating spicy food. Uh, there are a lot of people like that. I don't know what it is, but like it, it doesn't even have to be terribly spicy. It just has to have like just enough of a hot pepper yeah. and I just that go into awful. hiccups. And then like, once I get over, I'm fine for the rest of the meal, but it's just like on the front end of that meal. Like I'm like, I know I'm going to enjoy this, but at, like it's going to, I know it's going to kick in like 30 seconds after the first bite. I have That's no awful. idea why. That sounds really odd. I like, I think I can't think of few things worse than like having like the hiccups or like the burps after eating something that's too spicy because then it just like pops up a little bit. I remember my, the, the guy I dated in college, he, he ex, ex, uh, expressed a little too much hubris going to Prince's hot chicken for the first time he ordered the hot. And uh, the rest of the day, I think it was like, we went to see a prairie home companion after this and he's just like, burping up the hot chicken and he just <laughs> I feel like that's like that's like a two step process like you burp and then it hits you again and you try not to gag and you're like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I was like, oh my god, of all, and now you have to sit through a prairie home companion, which albeit was fun, but also like you don't want to sit through anything. <laughs> like when you're when you're in that way, you just want to be sitting like at your dining room table with a glass of milk. <laughs> like you don't want to do anything. Right, right. <laughs> and you drink enough milk, and then you're in the milk was a bad choice state of mind, and. Or you you just barf like I did last time. I drank too much milk because I ate too much spicy food. Mm. <laughs> My brother called me the next day after we had that hot wings challenge. He's like, I know why you barfed. I was like, why did I barf? He's like, could you drink half a gallon of milk? <laughs> <laughs> no, just Tums. Tums. For, for the spice? Yeah, if it, after you finish it up. Um, this is like, like a guitar uh, podcast. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, no. So self care. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have any strong answers. I think the, the the one thing that's made the most difference for me is spending significantly less time in social media to allow me to balance out the other things I've got going on. Yeah. Um, and the social media I do consume now is like TikTok. Honestly. Yeah, I don't have a TikTok, but I do admit. Um, it's now funny. I've, I've I used Instagram Reels kid. just enough to where like. I would say two thirds of the reels that go through my Instagram are like actually relevant. Um, and a solid third of them are just kitten videos. Yeah. The kitten videos on TikTok. This, the comedy ones. I like the, the ones where people make fun of bad customers that they've had. There's a guy who did a shipping store series. It's like, hello, welcome to the shipping store. And then I, I like that guy. There's a woman who does characters. Her thing is call me Chris. They're all very famous. People know who these people are. And um, there's one that I like, and I just forget the name. But there are a couple like this that it's just like a contractor explaining how to do things. But then he's like really profane while he's doing it. It's amazing. He's like, <laughs> and then if you're a stupid asshole who likes pocket doors, this is how you install a fucking pocket door. Let me tell you, we hate fucking pocket doors. And sometimes you just got to jerry-rig the thing because you just want to get the fuck home. And then more vulgar stuff. It's really funny. 
I appreciate it. And then I learned something. That's a great way for me to learn something. Someone just being like grumpily. I I don't know why. I love watching people grumpily explain things. It helps me retain it because it's like a more interesting way than being. Okay, so then you drill the hole in the wall, and then you you hammer in. I'm making the best motions. You you drill the hole in the wall, and you hammer in the the stud. And then you drill the thing into the stud and you hang the thing on the... Yeah, I'm just trying not to laugh. No, I'm just averting my eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, no, I've definitely gotten some enjoyment out of that. Um, although I, I, I've, I do admit I found myself in the in the uh, the Doom Scroll a couple of times. I'm like, no, stop it. Yeah, but. I've I've just been kind of avoiding it. Like, I'll look at the thing. And I'll be like, "Why the fuck is Mitch McConnell trending? I don't care." Uh, yep. I'm like, I assume it's because he is an evil warlock who's got no sense of humanity and soul. Um, and then I switch to uh, just something else. But I think what's been helping me lately is I've just been kind of firm about saying no to stuff, and that's been yep. huge. And it's really hard. But when you're as tired as I am. Saying no gets a lot easier. And the first couple of times you say, after the first couple of times you say no, it gets easier. Like, I don't know why I said yes to this base gig, <laughs> but I've been saying no, like, I've been saying no to like weekly practices. I'll be like, I'll practice three times before the show. I don't need eight practices to learn eight songs. I don't right. Know. That's fair. Guitar. Uh, you know, I'll just learn the songs. I'll give you three. I'll give you three. I'll give you three practices. I'll show up. I'll know the stuff. I promise. But, um, so that's something saying no to some unpaid stuff. Glary guitars reached out. It was, they, they are like, we love your trip. Well, they sent me some formulaic kind of email. And then, uh, I said my demo rates, uh, for the demo plus product. If you want to send the product back, and they said, since they're sending free products as recorded video, only offering free products as recorded videos, there is no budget. If you can accept, please let me know what you think. Thank you. Glary Electric Guitar. And then I'm like, I don't want a Glary Guitar. There's, I have no want for this. I do not want this in my house. I do not want this in my life. So I responded, well, I understand that. It's not fair to the brands who do pay me to do free demos. I will gladly take payment and ship the guitar back, to which they respond. Hi again. Usually Glary does not need to return the guitar. We have no budget for this activity. We are really sorry. Please let us... And I love this because you just know this is like a translation issue. Please let me know if you are willing to cooperate. Oh no. <laughs> are you willing to cooperate now? <laughs> and I, I, like, I knew what they meant. It was, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, this yeah. was a very, this was a very polite exchange. Right, I mean? right. But the, the way it's translated definitely comes across as like, <laughs> like, I'm just imagining like, man, I thought women were more submissive than this. <laughs> I just saying no to stuff like that or just being firm about like, I don't want more shit in my life. I don't want more shit in my life. I don't yeah. think Larry makes great guitars from what I've seen. Like, I do not want that guitar. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's kind of where I draw the line. If it's like, if, if it's especially for guitars, like normally I would yeah. do a trade for a guitar because like it's a guitar. But if it's right. like, if it's basically like an AliExpress quality guitar, I don't want it. If I want it, I will do the video for trade for the guitar. I do not want this AliExpress Telecaster. I've seen Ryan Burke's video. I think that's enough. Yep. He gave that vi that guitar to a guy in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> he just sees a guy. He's like, in his car's like, hey man, come over here. You want this guitar? <laughs> 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 like the sketch ass, the sketchiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's hey, like the hey kid, hey kid, come over. You want to see some puppies? No, how about a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's a balloon going down to a gutter. You should follow it. Actually, uh, should, should I say yes? Do you want a Glary? <laughs> I no. should have asked. No. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. Could you do all the work for me so I could get something for free? Um, I mean, I've done it before. <laughs> Don't act like <laughs> I haven't done it before. 
Mr. Podgo. Mr. Podgo. Mr. Walrus Mako series. Uh, Mr. Walrus Congra. That does remind me. I, I, um, my dad uh, was visiting. We, we played through all the, the walrus stuff and he was having a, a, he, uh, I, we plugged in the, the R1 and he's like, that's so many knobs and switches. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to leave the night sky on the shelf. <laughs> that's <laughs> too much. He's not ready for that one. <laughs> he's not ready. It's very much like, a, oh, you guys aren't ready for that one, but your kids are going to love it. Mm. Big that energy. You know, it's pretty problematic to, yeah, never mind. I could take it back. No, it's fine. The guitar is not right. <laughs> It's not right. It's not, no. It's but that said, I've got the Back to the Future box set on VHS. Um, and I'm proud of that fact. No. I don't have a VHS player. I don't even have a TV. What? But oh. it, I don't have a TV. Oh. oh, yeah. That's another thing that's been helping me quite a bit is I just don't like come home and watch TV. Man, I and love watching TV. We haven't had a TV in four to five years. Wait. April, May, June, July, coming up just, yeah, we're almost at four months without a TV. Um, so like, I've got like, obviously my computer rig. And so like the only thing we've been, uh, most I've been watching is bad batch. Um, I have this very large computer that would work as a television. If you would like it, you can have it. I, I, I don't actually want one. We, we've been happy with that. Like we've got an iPad. It works for- as a very large dual monitor as well. I've already got two monitors and a laptop on my desk right in front of me. It's so big. We'll talk. We'll talk to eats. Um, <laughs> it's so big. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's also been helping me quite a bit in terms of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not helping. Maybe that's what I need in life is to spend more time relaxing, but I don't know. Relaxing, but it's just like everyone relaxes differently. I like to relax by watching like, trash tv with rick i mean some or like cracking open a book or playing guitar and uh some people like gardening or just laying in a hammock and just not thinking about anything some people just like ripping a bong and watching true crime you know everybody's different that sounds like a terrible time but (laughs) to me sounds like Um, a great time to me Sounds like a great way to like find myself in like paranoid paralysis. You know, I think that okay. So as far like as someone's breaking crime, it, oh, oh, that's just the cat. As far as true <laughs> crime goes, I think that it kind of starts that way, and then you kind you of get numb to I, it. I don't want to say you get numb to it so much as like I don't even want to say it's comforting, but I think it just does kind of make you feel a little bit less alone in the world to know that this is like something that scares other people. And also it's fascinating. Everybody loves, like, everybody loves a mystery. Everybody loves, like, questions that don't have answers. Like, Michelle and I spent part of the weekend watching uh, Dr. Death on Peacock, which is based on the podcast, which is based on this uh, absolute, this murderous surgeon in um, Mm -hmm. Texas. It's... It's gruesome. It's very well done. It makes you go, oh. Do you want to know when the last time was that I listened to anything true crime related? Was it when we were in the car on the way to Yakima? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like three years ago. <laughs> and I still have nightmares about some of the things I heard. I'm sorry. That was a bad one, too. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. gruesome. I. Uh... That was the one where the guy's brakes failed. And then they prosecuted him. But it seems likely that it was just the brakes that failed. Well, there's also like the Teenagers in the Woods one. And like, yeah, no, like I've. Oh, I forgot about the Teenagers in the Woods one. That was so messed up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's not for me. I can't do it. But. <laughs> Stay out of the forest. Um, Get a job. Make your own money. Stay out of the forest. <laughs> I, I. Uh, well, well, I'd like to be spend more time outdoor, outdoors. I did hang up string lights in the backyard. Oh, um, that's always nice. Yeah, we got a no, we got uh, like a those ten gallon Home Depot buckets, uh, and someone had already done this for us. So we got this this rig for free, but we got four t- 
10 gallon Home Depot buckets filled with concrete with a 12 foot, um, inch and a half steel, um, pipe through it. Nice. And, uh, so we got four of those for free off of Facebook marketplace. And then in our backyard, like, like across from our house on the other side of the patio, we just dug down like 20 inches deep into the clay, dropped the buckets in and filled it in huh. and then hung the lights from that. That's um, really cool. That's smart with the concrete in the buckets. It's a lot easier than actually laying concrete and pouring concrete into. It's especially easier because someone else had already done all of that for us. All I had to do was dig a hole, put some gravel in there, tamp it down and drop the bucket. So, uh, so we did that. Although patio furniture is just like sold out or just scalped to the max. I'm like, "Eh." yeah, Yeah, we were going to upgrade our kind of patio. Well, we weren't going to, I don't want to say upgrade. We were going to change our patio furniture just to like better suit our needs because like when we got the house i was like we're gonna have so many people over we're gonna get the biggest table it's gonna expand and then i'm like we never have people over we just need like to seat four so we just need to get a different a different table like what we have is fine it works it can seat as little as as you as four but it's not the best use of that space by a lot sure sure i think i'm gonna yeah, it, Costco sells like those little table, the the, the fold up tables, like just the plastic ones. I think maybe I just need to get a couple of those and just. We have one it, of them. And I hate those things. I just I want that thing out of my life. They're ugly, but they do their job. And at a certain point, like I, know. I could spend like a little, like a relatively small amount of money on that just for yeah. something to have friends over in our backyard under the string lights and just bring out the kitchen chairs, or I could yeah. pay like fifteen hundred bucks for. I scalped out uh, patio set the seat six that I could leave out there indefinitely. But I mean, yeah, that, but the patio furniture that you, okay, this is a guitar podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but in terms of self care though, I think for me, like yeah. just getting to see friends is super important, but somehow also like way more exhausting than it was before because I'm just not used to it. Yeah. I think it's a lot of people, especially it's been hard to kind of, wean yourself back into being around people i saw someone environments i saw someone at a wedding last month yeah and i was like dude it's so good to see you like i'm busy like through the july 4th weekend but like let's hang out after that Mm -hmm. straight up have not texted him um back and it's it's the end of the month i i i i did that to sean crawford i was like yeah we'll hang out soon and then just like life happened and there have been so many cases of like that are just like that. I'm like, I just, I'm out of energy, and I don't, I don't know if I even ever particularly had that much, but uh, yes, my my um, intent definitely outweighs my um, ability to yep. to kind of, especially to lead that kind of thing, like. If someone else was messaging me with like specific plans, I'd be like, easy, we will do this. But if I have to be the one that's like making the plans, I, I'm like a deflated balloon. (laughs) It's definitely like that idea of your eyes being bigger than your stomach. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And And then like, you think like, so I've got Sunday crush and that's, you know, that's the thing I do every single week. So that's our taking, you know, those are, these are my closest friends. So they're taking their fair share before anybody else gets anything. And then there's, I obviously want to have time with Rick and my family. So, you know, I definitely try to see my brother at least every other week. So that's already like a lot of, of the free time that any adult in their thirties would have, uh, in addition to, you know, freelance work and work work and the podcast and the demo channel and mu- yep. other musical projects, like, I'm just trying to be realistic about that because, you know, I, I forgot, I, I straight up forgot, but it, it was like a, a switch got flipped and it went from having no plans to yep. my weekends being booked through September. My weekends aren't necessarily book booked, but every time like I wake up on a Monday and go, cool, make it through five days of work and I've got no plans for this weekend, I can get a little bit of work done around the house and then just relax, maybe 
crack a beer and sit on the back porch and just enjoy the the fresh air. And by Thursday, I'm like, cool. I don't know when I'm going to sleep this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly how it feels. Which that said, I should probably. I actually need to get stuff done today. I should probably. Yeah, we should um, we should wrap because I got to um, go. Yeah, let me think. Let me think through. Uh, Self care. I have been drinking like less than a third of what I was prior. I'm just also like only, drinking more, drinking more of this water. I'm drinking, a, yeah, I'm I'm hydrating a lot more. I'm only having like uh, four drinks a week, um, right now, which is less than I was previously. Um, That's less than me. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. I've been getting to the the gym. I'm not doing a great job of sleeping, um, more than six hours a night, but. Uh, I'm yeah. um I'm just not doom scrolling. I'm saying no more. I'm letting my brain veg out a little. I'm not doing the best job. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I changed my screensaver on my computer to just text that says be nicer to yourself. I'm doing daily text therapy though. That's kind of helpful. There you go. So anywho. Um, oh, and then the other thing that I'm, I'm actually getting a lot of life out of is slowly putting together this Wiggles cover. Uh, we're so close. We're $10 away. Support us on Patreon to oh, get Andrew to do this cover. And then we'll have to figure out what the next goal is, which will be more. I'll, I'll figure out something. I am working on it. And uh, yeah, I don't, I've got like three different ways that I want to build this out, but it's only like three chords for the whole song. Yeah. It sounds like the wiggles. It's also yep. <laughs> like part of me is like, Oh, this makes it like, this makes it a clean slate for me to work with. And the other part of me is like, it'd be nicer if there was more to work with. Um, yeah. cause it's well, so anyways, but I'm having fun with it. Um, and there's like three different versions that they've done of it over the years that are on YouTube and they're all slightly different. So I'm trying to pull together the different, like, um, the different lead lines and stuff they've got playing in the background, and yeah, it'll be lead fun. Lines, lead he lines, says. Lead lines, he says. Oh, because he goes to church. I do go to church. That's a lead sometimes. line. I had to ask either you or Zach what a lead line was once. I still don't really know what it is. Is it the melody? So it's not the melody. It's like, it and like it's not the harmony melody? either. It's just like a nut. It's like another thing in the background. It's not necessarily the front. It's the lead line. Nobody can explain. It's like gent. Actually, somebody on on you in a YouTube comment explained what gent was really well, and I, and I was like, "Thank you for finally explaining what gent is." Like they, actually, I have no idea how to explain it either. So they did a great job. So thank you to that YouTube commenter who explained who actually like explained gent perfectly. I really appreciated that. I've been wondering for years. Well, anywho, um, yeah, wish me luck as I, I am planning out the drum track, which I'm going to have to program into Logic myself because I don't have a drum set. Yes. All right. Well, I, I also have to go. Rick just got home, so it's going to get loud in here. Say hi to uh, Rick well, for me. I shall. Well, to everyone out there, please like, comment, subscribe, the review, rate, blah, 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 blah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.